Peace to RJ. See what we got going on here. How good is RJ Barrett? We're gonna talk about all about RJ Barrett and all these trade rumors out there. You know, you know, state. He needs to get a lot of stuff off his chest. But without, you know, without besides state, we got uh, Guard of Nick's podcast, Apollo Reed here, and we're just gonna get right into it, man. Dynex podcast. Let's get busy. Yeah, so technically this is a, a dire state podcast, you know, but, you know, Guard Up Nix is here, so we got to give some respect. Just put the regular Dire Nix podcast. Actually, we're going to get rid of it and just um just talk, man. So what's up, RJ Barrett? What's the word? Ooh. What's the word on RJ Sliz? What you got for me today, man? Mm. The doctor's in the building. Yeah, Twitter just... I don't know if it's the media. I don't know if it's... Cleveland. I don't know who's letting out these rumors of putting RJ Barrett over these stupid, unrealistic trades. And then you got people saying, oh, we could get Damian Lillard and, and this, that, and the third. Y'all seen a lineup Tommy Beard put out yesterday, and I had to get at him. And he even, he even, he tried to, he tried to walk back on that tweet, and then had Damian Lillard, had um, DeMar DeRozan, you know, Reggie Bullock, Burks, Randy, you know, and who want to watch that? I don't, I don't want to watch that. I would like to see my team be built accordingly. I don't want to copy the Nets. I don't want to copy the Lakers. I don't, I don't like their, I don't like how they built their teams. Their teams are, are their teams last as long as their stars last. What I mean by that is look at, <laughs> look at both teams. Now look at where the Nets is now. And look at where the Lakers at, is at right now. The Lakers, they have a 37-year-old LeBron James. You don't know if he's ever going to be healthy again. Anthony Davis is soft. You traded all your first-round picks. And the first first-round pick you need, you can only trade is in 2027. Now, I, I don't want to build like that. The Nets, you traded eight first-round picks for James Harden for him to be fat. And you lost in the second round. And now you got Cuckoo Kyrie and Kevin Durant who's coming off ACL with no first round pick. I'm good, brother. I would like to keep RJ Barrett and I would like to stay the course. What you gotta say, Apollo? I mean, you know, you, you know me, I'm a big league fan. I, I I'm not I'm not uh, trading on RJ. I mean, it's, it's if you look at the improvement he made from last year um to this year, you know what I mean I, I don't see why anybody would want to trade it. I question clearly, you know what I mean? I mean realistic uh Apollo here. I question the 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 how how real this report is, you know what I mean? Um I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think that Damian Lillard will be traded unless he literally demands it. And I don't see that happening just yet. Um and until that happens, I really can't put too much stick into it, but um I'm not I'm not mad at the Damian Lillard trade, but as far as Andre Barrett, I'm completely confident in his uh, trajectory. I think he's going to be a great player. I think there's a lot that he does good. I mean, he has to sharpen a lot of his tools, of course, but um, he's 21 years old. He's getting a lot of experience. He's actually playing well in uh, um, for, for Team Canada right now. So uh, I'm the kid is just getting started he had a slow start obviously because of covid and the start you know not being able to train over the summer so i'm, I'm not 
I'm not put, putting too much stake in a lot of these people's uh, takes on uh, R.J. Barrett. So, in the, in the short, nah, I'm not trading R.J. All right, you guys want to hear what I got to say? Yes, sir. I know you yes, were. Well, listen, I, I'm I'm all about um, you know, like me and State talk, man. I, I just want the Knicks to pick a pick uh, up pick up a, a path and then just go hard for it. You know, like like football, you're running back, you see the hole. Hit the hole and just go. That's what I, that's what I want to see. So trading RJ Barrett is you know it's not as as important as it is to most most guys. I put the um the stats here for um this um, world tournament and um, RJ Barrett he's averaging 19 points a game. You know, you know some of these some of the other guys. Jason Granger he's a point guard from Uruguay. Uh, this guy uh, Ming Zhu Ho is a center. Uh, he just played on um, Canada. Andrew Wiggins is there, and of course RJ Barrett. Now you see, um, um, Seti Osman is also there, 19 points a game. So anyway, I, I'm, I'm just trying to say that um, that that what RJ Barrett is showing in um in in um in world basketball, um, is is not really something that's like um, you know, I, I feel I feel like he can't get better. You know, he might get a little, he might be able to clean up things. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he might be able to get like a, a you know, clean up the mid range and stuff. But the stuff that I'm seeing in international play, like he's really just playing the same way that he played in the season. So I, I'm I'm just throwing this out, out there because, like, like I said, you know, I wouldn't I, I'm I'm kind of opposed to trading him, but if we don't trade him, we gotta go a different route, you know. But if the Knicks did, did make the decision to say, listen, um, we're gonna go for um for Damian Lillard because we, we're just gonna go all out right now, you know, I wouldn't be so mad because I just mentioned Kelly, um, excuse me, um, Seti Oseman in the same yeah. tournament for um these two games, he averaged 19 points a game, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, same thing as RJ Barrett, you know, is is RJ Barrett better than Seti? Yeah, probably so. But about how much better? You give it up. You give it. I'm trying to say, and then also too, like yeah. there's um there's there's a guy that's in the free agency right now. Um, uh, what's his name? That's in Golden State. Uh, I'm old man. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. A lot of guys don't want Kelly Oubre, but if you put Kelly Oubre's um numbers to RJ Barrett, it basically basically the same. Now, if if um, what what is your trajectory for RJ Barrett? Do you, do you think RJ Barrett is going to be a 25 point a game scorer or, or up in that realm? Because that's where Damian Lillard is. And that's where some of the other guys that, that I mentioned as stars in this league is RJ Barrett, a 25 point a game score. You know what I'm saying? I look at Uli, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre does a lot of the same things that, um, that, um, RJ Barrett does. So if, if, um, if you have that trajectory for him, then, um, then, you know, Kelly Oubre could possibly do the same thing. It would give him the um, well, how, opportunity. How, how many years has Kelly Oubre been in the league? I know, I know you're going to say that. I know you're, I know you're going to say that, but at, at the same no, time, I mean, I'm just asking because I, I just wanted to compare how, you know, I mean, well, I think Kelly Oubre might be like what, like twenty six or something, twenty oh. twenty five. Twenty five going on twenty six. Yeah, twenty five going on twenty six. RJ Barrett just turned um twenty one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so I'm sticking with RJ. I mean, if if you're looking at the stats, sure, but if you're looking at the mental when it comes to the player, they're com- two completely different players. I mean, you can. You can put the ball in RJ's hand and actually be confident that he's not going to do something stupid. Uber has to run within your offense. He's not the kind of guy you give him the ball and you say, go ahead. I've never seen Uber make that kind of move. And then when he does, it usually does look pretty sloppy. But you can't give RJ Barry the ball and tell him to get you a bucket either. He can get a bucket. but, but no, no, but there's, there's a five-year difference in it. That, that's... When, and I'm just talking about those two guys. I'm just talking about those two guys. I'm not. I'm not saying RJ is way better than Kelly Oubre. I'm just saying in terms of um, if you're just looking at the stats, yeah. But um, I, 
I'm gonna give it one more year before I talk about trading RJ or even considering trading RJ because um I want to see him play without Alfred Payton. Um, I want to see him play with a real point guard. I want to see a lot of these guys play with a real guard. You know what I mean? Before I make a judgment on how real or good they they really are, including Julius Randle. Yes. Yeah. So, so Daha, you you're very disrespectful. Um, <laughs> I watched I, the first two games. I watched the first two USA games. First of all, RJ Barrett looks six seven two thirty. He got a Ron Artest body. He looks way bigger than last season. Second of all, you're you're right. You know, you're still seeing the same moves from RJ. You're definitely right. But I mean, it's I'm been three weeks him, too. Yeah, and, and and what I'm seeing from him, Apollo, I would like for you to um raise your volume a little bit so I can hear you. What I, what I'm yeah. seeing from RJ Barrett is he's using his right hand more. That's one. Two, I seen step back threes from him. The last that two that. Years, I'm, I'm there. You go. I, I didn't see, see that before. I didn't see no. that this. Bro, I didn't see that this season. I didn't see that before. And three, that I what I really want you to pay attention to on Dahard is Nick Nurse is running actions for RJ. Something that Thibodeau didn't do all last season. He had RJ standing in the corner waiting for Julius Randle to feed him the ball. I've never seen RJ get a Spain pick and roll last season in Tibbs' offense. So. I'm watching RJ get actions where he's coming off screens and he's doing what he does best, does best driving into driving into the lane and, and, and attacking the basket. Another thing that I noticed that what Kennedy is doing, and no shot at Mitchell Robinson or Nerlens Noel, is both of their centers can shoot threes. So it's space mm. in the paint for RJ to operate. So I, I don't know, um, Dodd. I just felt like you was just being very disrespectful. And then on top of the fact, Dodd, Oubre is a career like one assist player. I think his assist ratio was just so low. He doesn't wow. pass the ball. He's ball dominant. I seen a game where Oubre looked off Steph Curry and shot a, a contested <laughs> three. <laughs> That's some confidence, though, man. You got to appreciate the confidence on that one. <laughs> to look off the best shooter of all time and take a shot. Oh, you gotta have some loose up in there, man. You got, and that's it might be a good loose. Never know, it might be a good screw loose. But uh, listen, I'm, and this is not the bash Kelly Oubre. That, you know, that's kind of not what I want to do. Is RJ is RJ untradeable to 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 on the grand scheme of things? If you're not just the Knicks franchise, if RJ was on your team, is he an untradeable player? No, he hasn't proved that yet. Um, but me, I am confident in his uh potential you know what i mean and as much as we don't like rj he's put up better numbers in the second year than actually he's actually close with uh in, in terms of stats and the amount of points and rebounds and assists that he's put up at his age is only a few other greats like tracy mcgrady uh Ooh. kobe bryant lebron james got, you know names like that that have done that you know and that's that's what i'm looking at you know if we're looking at the the, the flashiness, like you know, Paul George looks like he's better than Kawhi Leonard, but who's better? Oh, that's tough. Paul George, you know, you know what happened with Paul George when he got that injury, he had to work on his in between game. So, mm -hmm. Paul George is very skipped. Damn, that's he, a good he's question. very, very, very talented. A very, yeah. very, very talented player. Moves, this, he's almost unguardable. 
I don't think there was anybody out there that could actually guard him. If he if he had a little bit more of killer instinct, I think he would have been able to come out in that series a little bit different the way it did. But you Who, know, who's who's that? Paul George. Paul George. George. Yeah. All right. Well, back back to RJ, man. Is RJ Barrett yeah. on the level of the players that you, that you mentioned? You mentioned you mentioned some of the greatest basketball players that ever played. You're talking about LeBron James and this and the other. So just just on based off the um the first two years. That um that that um that 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 group of players that you mentioned him with is he as good as those players? Because that, that, that's the question. I mean, that's the question I'm, I'm trying to say. Because I did mention um you know Kelly Oubre or whatever. You know I just I mentioned that he has um similar numbers. Maybe you might mm -hmm. think that that RJ is better and Kelly Oubre is um is, is not as good. But if you, if you the only thing you could look at is the numbers. The numbers are comparable. Not saying that one person is better than the other, but if we were mm -hmm. to trade RJ Barrett, we could get in Kelly Oubre yeah. in, in, yeah, in, in here to do something scoring. similar. Something similar than than yeah. what um RJ is doing. Not on the playmaking side because RJ averages almost two to three more assists than Kelly Oubre does. Yeah, I, I did I did say that, but they're, they're they're very comparable players, you know. Outside of the assists, you might say the assists and all that, whatever. But put them together, he's he's still a a, a possible starter for you if you were, if he was to pick him up. So you know, and so and then I, it's really I mean, he's really I'm, only I'm just... kind of like he's really only like marginally better than um than um than him at, at this at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, man, I'm, I'm not I'm not even saying it more about RJ. I'm just not a big fan of Kelly Uber in general. Well, that's that's the thing. Agreed. That's, that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, like um, pe people are just aren't fans of Kelly Uber. I'm not really a fan of Kelly Uber. You know, me, me and Stay talk about it all the time. But it's just, it just that, um, like, where do you think RJ is going to be? Because like, I guess like, I'm just, um, just to reiterate the question. He, I think he will be a star. I, I think he will be a star. And and right. I'll go back. I'll put my stake on that island. I don't care if I'm the only one that'll be on that island. I guarantee that RJ will be a star within the next three years. I promise you. That, but that's just my opinion. You don't you don't have to. I, I can I can argue I can argue that RJ that. is a star now. I, no, he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Well, he's, he's a second. Yet. He's a second. Um, second fiddle in, in New York in New York team that went a fourth seed. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm. That's that's what a borderline star would be doing. I mean, it, if he would have had – this is what I'll say. I would consider RJ a star, just just a, a low-level star, at least a low-level star, if he would have had a better outing in the playoffs. I think he has a lot to learn. You know what I'm saying? I think he has he has the right people in his corner. You got Steve Nash, his godfather, bro. Like You know what I'm saying? His dad played in the league. You know what I'm saying? His dad is a GM of Team Canada. He's got all of the right people in his ear. He, he he has the determination, the work ethic that a lot of these other guys that I've mentioned with him have had. And that's the only reason why I've always liked RJ since the draft more than any other guys. And people call me crazy, but it's the work ethic that I've seen and the attitude. It's it's uh, It reminds me a lot of the mentality that Kobe had. Kobe was thought he was the best player of all time the moment he got drafted. Was he crazy? Absolutely. But where did he end up? You know what I mean? And I, I just see this, the same kind of things in RJ. If I'm wrong in a few years, I'll be wrong. But I don't I don't really say that much about a lot of guys. You know what I'm saying? But is RJ gonna be Kobe though? No. I, I don't I don't I don't I RJ will RJ. I think RJ is not as ball dominant and score heavy as Kobe. I think he will be a completely different kind of player. I don't think if you're looking for points from RJ, I don't think that's what you you're gonna have to put some scorers around him. But he will be able to give you 22, 23 points a game for sure. I think he will be able to do that. When, when I look at RJ, I just see franchise player. I see future superstar. For example, 
I'm I'm looking. I got I got Kawhi numbers, Kawhi Leonard numbers in front of me right here. So right. his rookie year he averaged seven points. His sophomore year he averaged twelve points. His junior year he averaged thirteen points. In his fourth season he averaged sixteen point five points per game. So, you know, sometimes it takes certain guys years to get to that point. You know, mm-hmm. um, R.J. Barrett had a better sophomore season than Tatum, Paul George, Chris Middleton, um, Kawhi Leonard, and Bradley Bill. The list could keep going. It's, it's just for me, and, and this is just for me, I watched a lot of NBA players come to the Knicks and play for the Knicks. R.J. is one of the few players that I've ever seen who, will, who would miss five straight shots in a row, and he'll never put his head down. Like he'll never fold. He never looks flustered. He never looks shaky. He never looks like he's like, for example, like when he was missing free throws, kid was mm-hmm. still going to the basket. It's that those little things right there is what I'm looking for. You gotta be and a little crazy. That's what I'm saying. You gotta be a little stupid. You gotta be a little stupid. <laughs> to play in New York, you gotta be a lot of stupid. And you gotta have short-term memory. And boom, this and this is and I looked this up before, and this is kind of the reason why I've already felt like this for a while. Um, Kobe Bryant in his first year he averaged seven point six points, and his second year he averaged fifteen point four, and his third year he averaged nineteen point nine. And this is we're talking about one of the greatest players of all time. Sometimes it doesn't pop right away. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of guys say, if you got it, we'll we'll we know now. You know, like my brother was saying that a lot about Trey Young, you know, like Look at Trey Young. Trey Trey Young's in his third year, and you he got it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know from day one if he got it. And certain guys just aren't like that. A lot of guys' progression is completely different. You know what I mean? Even Kobe, like I said, Kobe he didn't even get a chance to. He didn't have the ball in his hand like that. And I think that's a lot to do with what RJ is going through right now. It's not having well, the, the ball in his hand. Well, the th- the thing with Kobe, they they knew that he was a star. They knew he was a star in practice because he was the he, they they put him against Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper played defense on him, and that's the story that he destroyed Michael Cooper. You know, the one of the one of the greatest NBA defenders. He was destroying Michael Cooper in practice. So it, it wasn't it wasn't a factor that that um that he wasn't ready to play or they didn't know. They knew he was going to be a star. But the thing yeah. was is that, that that he was just too immature, and a lot of things needed to be kind of figured out and and, and about him because he was very arrogant. You know, mm-hmm. so they they couldn't just put him him in that spotlight. But right. they couldn't stop him because at the, towards the end of that year, he started building and building whatever playing mm-hmm. time they gave him. That second mm-hmm. year, they couldn't keep him off the bench. And then at yeah. that point, they just had to they just had to trade Eddie Jones because they couldn't hold the kid back anymore. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you know, with, with that, you think, that progression, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna ask him. Do you do you think that the Knicks don't believe that he'd be a star? Well, like I said, I think I think I you think could, you could say him believing he would be a star. Yes. I think everybody drafted him thinking that he would be a star, and I, like like I said, I think I think you could say he's a star now because he averaged seventeen points a game. You know what I'm saying? Now I, I'm, I'm giving no, I'm giving you guys a, I'm, I'm giving you guys like a, a you playing devil 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 yeah. advocate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm, saying? I, I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a RJ you, fan. I'm, I'm a RJ fan. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm yeah, just I'm playing you. the other side of the coin right now. Right. But you know, like like I'm just, I'm just trying to like I put up I put up around our test um stuff because everybody everybody uses um Kawhi Leonard and stuff like that. But this is what um State said actually in the other podcast. Um, he was um, saying Metal War Peace. They, they, he reminded him of what Metal War Peace in these world games. Now I'm looking at looking at World Metal War Peace. You know his, his name was Ron Artis at the time. Uh, just looking at the stats, you know, the, you know the, the the print is real small. But you're talking about 12 points a game when he first started. 11, 13. It took him a while to get to that 24 point mark. You know what I'm saying? Then he was able to get 18, 17. 
whatever, whatever. Uh, same rebounds that, that RJ gets, maybe six, seven. Yeah. Just give me rebounds a game or whatever. But um, the, what, what sticks out to me is just that the, the fact that State said his name on um, Ron Artest. Because when I when I look at RJ, I, I, I see Ron Artest. I can't get it out of yeah, my head of, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what, you know, you know what? You, you definitely fucked me up there because now I can't get it out of my head either. Yeah, because I mean I, the, the way the way that he drives with with the strength, you know, to, to the to the basket, that's exactly what Ron Artest used to do. Ooh. Yeah, RJ RJ really remind me. He gave me Ron Artest, and just for some reason, Brandon Roy. I, I don't know about y'all, but I, Brandon Roy is one of my favorite players growing up. Same and here. One of the moves, huh? That's the same here. Yeah, oh, so one of Brandon Roy's favorite moves. Was the running running jump hook, or it's a like a running floater? And I see RJ use that a lot. And mm-hmm. also with Brandon Roy, is he's a power driver. He takes yeah. strong drives to the basket. He was right. never a guy with a quick first step, mm-hmm. but he had a strong upper body, and he was a great shooter. With and people told me RJ couldn't shoot last season, and then it looks like he's shooting forty percent from the field, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he just those two guys right there. RJ really remind me of those two guys, and especially in the World Cup, watching RJ and his, it's just his body type. He just the kid looks strong now, like he looked too far. You know, I got a quick question: If RJ didn't go through those stretches of ice. It's already an unknown uh, topic that RJ went. I don't think he will be a career forty percent three point shooter. You know what I mean? He might. He might. Level out around 38.5, 39, which is fine with me still because as long as you're bringing me everything else, I'm cool with that. That means that you're not one of the guys that they can just leave out there and no one's going to guard you. Um, but if you look at the games that RJ played in that stretch where he was 0 for 20 and, and 1 for 20 from the three-point line, if he didn't go through those stretches, say instead of 0 for 21 and, and 1 for 20 from the three-point line, say he's, I don't know, 9 for 20 or 8 for 20 both times, does he still average 17.6? And what does that what does that average actually look like? Yeah, now you you're talking I mean? about close to 18, maybe even approaching 19 again. Yeah. If he didn't have that like stretch in the point, beginning. A, that's a good point and a half per game. That pushes him up to 19 a game. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, a lot of it, we, we forget that for the entire season, he started next to Alfred Payton. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that has a lot to do with it. No, no, no real talk. And it's not even to be funny. You know, I don't, and it's, it's really because I just want to see him next to a guard that looks for everybody and looks for cutters. I'm tired of seeing Obi have to go like this every freaking time he's open. Because oh nobody's God. looking at him, I need a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Now, I want guys to put these guys quick? in the right spot. Can I say this real quick while it's on my brain? Dog, mm-hmm. God, um, God of Knicks. I I know if, I know y'all watching the playoffs. Yes, sir. When I watch the Suns, they look for eight in every play. Every single play they looking for eight. It should be no reason why Obi doesn't get the ball every time he cuts to the basket. Or Mitchell Robinson doesn't get the ball when he cuts to the basket. Now, some of that's the um on Thibodeau and Thibodeau's offense to blame, mm. but that's also on our guards. I've seen Derrick Rose not pass to um Obi Top and Obi Top cut to the basket. Alec Burks, 
make sure he's not in Nick uniform next season. He never. No, no, I'm keeping. I'm keeping Burks. Don't do that. We're not doing nah, that here, man. Nah, we're not man. doing that. We're not. Doing yeah, that. we nah. we did it already so many times. We're not nah. doing. We're not doing. He's stink, bro. <laughs> he's stink, so bro. No, nah, I'm bro. I'm cooling him off my bench, bro. I'm cooling him off. But what are you paying Burks though? What are you paying him? I, what is he getting now? I think like six. 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 I'll bring him. Yo, for for I'll bring him back for eight just to keep him quiet. You know what I'm saying? And cool. I'm cool with that. And I'm sure he. I'm listen, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. We got enough money to spend this summer. We're gonna need some guys that know their role and know what to do. No Thibodeau. You know what I'm saying? He's not going away. I guarantee you, Alex is a Nick is a Nick next year. I promise. You number one. Number one. Number one. He loves Thibodeau. Number two. His his homeboy. The, the, the dude he's been with since wh- where was he playing Utah, Utah. even even before that um um what's our ass- ass- uh, associate head coach are oh, you talking Listen, about old man Johnny Bryant yeah Johnny he's not Bryant going nowhere. Yo, as long as we got like... a point guard as long as we got a point guard and he's not running point guard I'm cool because he's cool playing the, the, the pick up the pop no stand in the corner catch and shoot listen bro i'm telling you we need these guys we need these guys to come off the bench i ain't talking about starting we need yeah, but we gotta get guys. we gotta get starters we you know we got we gotta get starters we gotta get well i mean listen the only guys we really gotta the only positions we gotta show up is the one and the two or one and the three no, however you look at that, either well, that's the spot okay well Verdicts out. The verdicts out on 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 uh, Mitch in in the Mitch situation because if they resign him this this summer, he's here and that that will be our center. But if they don't, then we'll see what happens. Well, he, he's still on the contract one last year, right? This is his last year. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't no, it like an next, ex- next extension? Mm-hmm. It's an extension. Well, extensions. You know, he's already on the contract, so you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. the extension. Mm-hmm. But like, here's a here's a question I have for you guys: Is R.J. Barrett uh, a small forward, or is he a shooting guard? It depends on 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 the lineup. Honestly, it really depends on your lineup. He could play both. It depends on who you have. If you have the right both. three, if you have the right three that can shoot, you can play him at the two. You know what I mean? But the but three gonna, that you have has to be a shooting three. More like a shooting guard, shooting uh, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your sure. three is gonna have to play like he plays a shooting guard. Well, no, nah, he doesn't have to play like a shooting guard. He just has to be able to knock down a three-point shot. So that's not, you know, as long as the only guys that are in the paint is RJ and and um Randall. Julius Randle, do you need that space? That's why I'm still – I don't know what they're going to do with Mitch because to have three guys that primarily get their buckets and their action in the paint is, is going to – you're going to have a clog in there. It doesn't matter who is at the point guard spot. They're gonna have a clog in there, so they're gonna have to figure something out. But if if RJ is in the paint because he he's primarily like he's a strong guy, we compare mm-hmm. it. We just compared him to um to Ron Artest, Metal mm-hmm. War Peace. Metal, yeah. So mm-hmm. so that means he's a small forward. I mean, yeah, like I said, he, he's a tweener. He's both. He's a two and three. He could either play. It depends on eyes. Right, so what is the kind of three that you would have to have in your squad for RJ to not play the three and have to play the two starting? Reggie Bullock? <laughs> no. No. So, Andrew he's, Wiggins. A shoot, he's a shooter, right? Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. I know. Yo, Andrew Wiggins I know, is not but, standing in the corner waiting for a three. But, 
No. <laughs> but he can shoot the three, though. He can shoot it. He can shoot the three, though. You know what I'm saying? So that is the only, like, kind of uh, three that you can get in here that'll make him play the two. Now, I would primarily want RJ playing the three and you have a shooting two. You know what I mean? And some guys who can handle the, the ball the, in the backcourt. Um, but, but you know, but Wiggins, Wiggins is a ball handler though. He he can handle the ball really well for his size. Which is good. Which is good. Which is good. At yeah, so three, I, yeah. I, I look yeah. I look at Wiggins as a two because he does a lot of a lot of like primary ball handling. Well, the same thing with Paul George. What is Paul George? Yeah, Paul, Paul George, George is, is kind of like whatever, right? You know, he's like a two through four. He's a two through four, yeah. bro. You know what I mean? And it's, it's it's so like I said, as long as that guy that we bring in that wing can shoot the three, RJ can play the two. You know what I'm saying? So if it's Paul, so, say if it's Paul George, say say we bring in Paul George, I'm comfortable RJ playing the two next to Paul George. So so to play devil's advocate, remember the game against Denver when RJ was was guarding Aaron Gordon and he literally could not stop Aaron Gordon. I don't view RJ as a small forward whatsoever, but he can play small small forward um in certain lineups, like. For example, like let's say we got a guy like Colin Sexton. I don't want RJ as small forward. I want him at the two. I want a small forward who's bigger than RJ, so that person can guard the other team's best player, which alleviates some of the pressure off RJ Barrett. Now, don't get me wrong. RJ can play the three. He can play the three. I've seen him guard Kawhi. We've seen him guard Kawhi for a half and literally shut Kawhi down. I just think like long term. To protect him and protect his body, I think he's better suited at the two. I don't want him really banging down there with small forwards, power forwards, and centers. Um, I, I would like for I like him at the two as well. Mm-hmm. And 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 at the last thing, you know, when RJ's at the two, he can play his game more. You know, he likes he's to more dominant at the two. He's more yes. dominant, and you know, he could drive to the basket. Um, he could body people. You know. Now your other team's shooting guard will have to cross match because he can't guard RJ possibly. So mm-hmm. I, I would like for a, a taller three. Um, if Kelly Oubre came here, I want Oubre at the three, RJ at the two. If Wiggins mm-hmm. came here, I would want it now. Depending on the matchup, I would want RJ at the three and Wiggins at the two. But I always want Wiggins guarding the other team's best player. I do not want RJ to do that. Now I don't know, I don't agree with that at all, man. Now, real I'm quick, not trusting now, Wiggins on the on the defensive side like that just yet. I disagree. If you go look at the to numbers, the best Wiggins, player kind of kind of defensive player. Go look at the numbers. I watch Golden State games. He guarded every team's best player, and he held everybody. He held bro, everybody you realize that they didn't make the playoffs. True, but I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yo, not, not, for, not, not for nothing. RJ was but guarding really a, lot, a lot of the guys too. You know, he, he was. See, but the thing about RJ is, I think he's strong enough to guard a lot of these guys. I just think RJ, uh, he he has to work on his footwork. Which I think, like I said, it's been three weeks. Even the stuff that we've seen in um in, in Team Canada right now, it's it's not, it hasn't been enough time for us to actually see him put work in. And it's you see a little bit. You see in a step back. You know, step back three and you know little stuff like that. Um, but I think he has a long way to go. I think he has a he's two months away from two to three months away from what we're really gonna see. You know what I mean? We're really not gonna see RJ play again until October after this. And I'm happy with that because you're giving him a ton of time to just work on. You know, RJ is a worker. 
You know he's going to get in that gym and just hammer and nail until he fixes every kink in his armor, bro. I promise you. So I'm, that's why I'm like, yeah, I, I think we don't know what we're going to see out of RJ. Like I said, I don't know if he can play the two or three because he might become a little bit slim by then and, and get a little bit more athletic. I don't know. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I'm just saying that anything can happen from now then. So I think um, the progress we'll see out of RJ, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I, I've been. What are you gonna say, Steve? No, I was gonna say. Um, I liked what you just said, Apollo. And um, Dodd, I would want you to. I, I want you to talk about this as well. When you put the ball in RJ's hands, he's kind of the de facto point guard. So, do you guys see? Do you guys see any stretches where RJ can play the one no. next to? Two of next to uh three other wings and probably like a, a four playing the five small not ball. yet, not yet, okay, not yet, okay, not yet. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm not gonna say no, like you know, what I mean, shut it down. Um, there has been plays where he has done it, he it might not look good, but at least he has the experience to try, you know. What I'm saying a lot of these guys don't even get that, like you know, Kelly Uber doesn't get the chance for people to say clear out, you know, what I mean, but. And then that might hinder his growth in that in that uh in that in that um in that arena. But you know, RJ at least has the ch- the chances to go in there and work at it. And then you know, just like you know, this the couple of game winners we see in him try to, to try to take him. Yeah, how bad it looked. If you don't think he's going back and watching film and knowing exactly, all right, now I know exactly what I need to work on to get to this spot in this time. Every that's the kind of worker he is. So I, you know, the verdict is still out. The verdict is still out. Well, like, like when you when you say like point guard, like when you, when you talk about point guard, you're talking about somebody that's gonna make other guys better, run offense and, and do that type of thing. I, he's just not he's just not gonna be doing that. He's gonna be doing the same thing like like guys that, that that he's comparable to is gonna do. Like say like a Kawhi, you know, Kawhi brings the ball up the bring up the ball of the court a lot. Doesn't mean he's a point guard. It, right. it just means that he has a skill to bring the ball right. up. Right. And then you can you can initiate offense through him, but he's not a point guard. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I see potential to him for him to make his teams. I, no, I definitely think he makes his teams better, but I don't think he's he's someone you can trust at the point guard. Yeah, to be so, the primary ball handler on the line. Right. Yeah. Game. Right. Yeah. Do you guys remember at the start of his rookie year with David Fisdale, and Fisdale had him playing de facto point guard? Oh my God! Please. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. Oh my, that is so hold stressful, on, man. Hold on, Fisdale. He was an idiot coach. But he was on to something, and RJ was putting up numbers those first few games where he was putting RJ on ball. And then, shout out to the mastermind Fizdale. He was such a terrible coach for the mastermind. Uh, he had Randall playing point forward before Randall played real point forward this season. So you gotta give you gotta give David Fizdale some type of credit. <laughs> I'm gonna give him some credit, bro. I, I thank you for uh for, for being a little stand in until Tom Thibodeau got there. I appreciate it. That's really what he did. I just I'm you know I, I haven't looked at the comments yet, but I see guys are commenting. I was just trying to keep focus on, on what you guys are saying, not, not too not too much what the what they're saying. But yeah, um, you know, I kept I kept putting this on the screen. I was trying to get it off, but it, it was freezing up the thing. But I was on. I was talking about. I wanted to talk about Danny Granger just to add to the run out test thing, because Ooh. um, you know, Danny Granger. This this is his stats. Danny Granger seven um seven points in the beginning of his career, 13, 19. Then all of a sudden he went crazy and started getting 25, 24 points a game. 
So what what um what um sticks out for me is that who was his point guard? Because he was talking about like getting getting um uh him a point guard. So for his 19 point a game season when he first started, this is um uh Danny Granger. Okay. Yeah, so you know Danny Granger is kind of in the same kind of thing because he did play some shooting guard, but he was really a small forward more than a shooting guard. So I, I was just curious to find out who his point guard was, man. So when he when he got 19 points a game, uh, Tinsley was his point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, who else was there on um, playing point guard for him? Jamal Tinsley uh, was, was, was dope. Tinsley too. was solid. Yeah, solid. Tinsley was nasty, man. He was nasty. <laughs> he was. But he um, was... yeah, he Damn, was nasty. That just threw me. That that threw me back, man. <laughs> wow. I'm uh, shout out to uh, to Mike Dunleavy. Also, Mike Dunleavy had 19 points a game that year too. With um with Tinsley Mike as a point guard. Ooh, that's yeah. right. Oh my god. Yo, Yo well, that's it, crazy. With Jermaine O'Neal, that's right. That's right. That's right. Danny, well, some Danny, some history too. Play. Um uh, Mike Dunleavy used to used to play for um Nazareth in Brooklyn. And um uh, mm. Jamal Tinsley used to play at Nazareth Park across the street. He used to play, you know, so that's like a little wow. bit of um that's like a dark mirror type of thing. But anyway, I, I wanna I want I wanna see the next season when um he averaged twenty five points a game. Uh, this season here, his point guard, uh, saying this, this, um, this particular page is a little slow for some reason, but, um, his point guards was, um, one of state's favorite guys, Jared Jack and, uh, TJ Ford. Wow. Mm, TJ Ford. I used to kill with him in NCAA 2000. (laughs) Lefty. 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 Yeah, wow. he had like a crazy injury that messed him up. But Jared Jack, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was like a point guard by a commission kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. and guys weren't, you know. So, I mean, is, is point guard necessarily like like the reason why guys, um you know, do better? You know, if you get a point guard, are you are you going to – does the point guard automatically make you make you better if you have a good point guard? Because we, we went from, from a, a pass-heavy guy in Tinsley to Jared Jack was like, you know, Everybody has their opinion about him, and then TJ Ford, he kind of was like, mm-hmm. you know, he had his moments in the NBA too. So it depends on the players on your roster. I like, I like how, I like that model. Matter of fact, that point guard by committee, every point guard you put on the floor brings you something different. I like that Jamal Tinsley, TJ Ford. It's it's kind of cool, but we have Thibodeau as the coach. I'm gonna tell y'all a move Thibodeau did while he was with the Timberwolves. So everybody talks about Lonzo Ball, right? Ricky Rubio. Y'all remember what Tibbs did to Ricky Rubio while he, when he was in Minnesota? He traded Ricky Rubio for Jeff T. If y'all, it, no, he traded Ricky Rubio and he signed Jeff T, I believe. Jeff T right. is an attacking point guard. So mm-hmm. it's mind boggling to me that people say, you know, Tibbs, he, uh, he needs to get Lonzo and this, that, and third. I think, I think what would make RJ better is a guy who attacks the lane and constantly attacking. Well, I don't think it's it's more about the point guard making him better. It's just the opportunities that the point guard opens up for him. You know what I mean? I don't think there's like a guy that's gonna say, "All right, well now he should get better now because he's playing next to him." Like, how much better RJ gets is based off how much work he puts in in the offseason. And you can put Chris Paul next to him. If he's not putting in work in the offseason, he's going to be trash. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter the point guard that's next to you if you're not putting the work in. You have to put yourself in and work to put yourself in position to be ready for 
whatever opportunity that the point guard can kick it out or the, the center can kick it out. You know what I mean? Like you just got to get better all around. Like it's not based on a point guard, but you shouldn't have a point guard out there that's in that negative. That's that's huge <laughs> on your team. Yeah, that's you know like an understatement for us. Yeah, yeah. Like a net negative point guard is just not going to help. You know what I mean? The fact that we made the plus with a negative point guard at the helm. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for Derrick Rose. But listen, I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I'm I'm just excited. You seen the, the clips of Luca Vildoza. Um, he's looking good out there. It's uh, stayed up. Part of my my Oh, I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, yes, you're, you're back. there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Luca, uh, Vildoza, um, and whoever they get in the draft. I like. I really like Sharif Cooper. Um, I think even though people have questions about his jump shot, I think that's something you can work on. You know what I'm saying? Form is something you can change. He's working with Lethal Shooter. Out of all the people in the world that I think you should be working with on your jump shot, it's that guy. And, and I haven't seen anyone – He's turned Trey Songs into a three-point shooter. So <laughs> listen, man, I'm not worried about three Cooper. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just think that we just we just need some guys in there who know how to play the game right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that's more important than just having the guy in there to set everybody up. You know what I mean? We can have a bunch of point guards in there that just know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But like I said, well, the negatives ain't cool. Yeah, so here's the thing with the point guard. Um, I'm, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple more scenarios at you. Like, so um, do we do we draft? Is, is the point guard that we're gonna have uh, with RJ? Are somebody that we're gonna draft? Somebody in house? Because because uh, I can argue that quickly could start. You know, if you if you continue if you play the way that we play, where where um where we have RJ and um, Randall as primary um you know uh, facilitators in the beginning of the offense, and could you put Emmanuel quickly there? And then also have you know Derek Rose, and then you got um, Luca Vadoza coming off the bench, or like, like I said, you draft somebody, or are you looking to sign somebody to to um, to be the point guard for the you know to run with RJ? I I think this is this is what I'm gonna say. My bad, my bad. State, hold on, hold on, no, hold on, no, hold go on. ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would like based off of us making the moves to go get this guy and signing him to a four year deal, only when you're guaranteed. I would like for the starting lineup. This is my dream starting lineup. Just based off of who we have right now, not off of who can come in the maybes. Based off of guys I know we're going to have um, at this point, I would love for it to be Luca Vildoza starting at the point guard and Emmanuel Quickly starting at the two guard. And um, and then RJ, Julius, and Mitch. And then you still got the bench with, with Derek Rose, Berg, so whoever want to come off the bench will be topping. You know what I'm saying? And um, you bring in some guys that know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And you, you bring in some bench guys and some, some good pieces. And you try to make a splash next year and for, for a big free agent. You know what I'm saying? But you just – I think sustainability and building that way, I think that's what I want to see. Ooh, that's tough, yo. You, I, 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 think, I think y'all both missed it. Like, you know, we're talking about the point guard. Will Tom Thibodeau change his ways? I think we need this – when we start there, then we'll know how the point guard is going to play because I mean, but a four C though changes ways to what we're a four, like, we're a four C team, bro. I don't know. I, I felt like something something behind closed doors was said and was like, "You got to play Elford this entire season." I don't think he wanted to do that, bro. No, there's no possible way. I'm not blaming Tom for that, bro. I got to yeah. see Tom 
with somebody else with a real coach. I, I just cannot fathom why you can start in the and then in the middle of the playoffs, you just take him out the starting lineup and then you don't play him at all. That like something weird in that contract, somebody knew or there was some clause somewhere where something he had to play because that situation was ridiculous. Yeah, okay. So we all know a blind monkey knew that CAA was behind that. We all know that. Alfred Plan was nothing to do with his talent. You said the TVA? The TVA? Oh, maybe the TVA too. Because, you know, they, they control everything. So, Loki! Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, Watch that shit. Yo, Loki fire. Alfred, we all know he should have never, never been playing. I wanted to see quickly start. The, the management was behind that. But getting that on Thibodeau, right? You know, Thibodeau has to adapt. He got to change. If Thibodeau loses in the first round next season, I'm going under 50%. He's our coach for for, for, for three years. Under 50%. That, that's just my thinking. Um, yeah, but we didn't have a bad season last year, though. We, we were the fourth seed. We, we was the fourth seed. Now, use context. We was the fourth seed. 2K fans in the stands. 72 game season. We had an eight month head start in front of all of the other teams. A lot of those games that we won, the team's best players was hurt. And that nine game winning streak came through when we traded for Derek. When we traded for Derek Rose, and at the time that we did trade for Derek Rose, we was under 500. So we was really, 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 really lucky. Like really lucky. 72 I'm a, games I'm a, lucky. I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna step in. First half, mm-hmm. I would say there was a lot of luck. I think because of the luck that we had and the wins, the, the wins that we built up in the first half, and then getting Derrick Rose, that gave us the chemistry to be good enough for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. But I do think there was a little bit of luck in the beginning with guys being hurt and certain guys being out. You know, and you know there were games where we beat the Bucks because Giannis and Chris Middleton didn't play. You know what I'm saying? You know stuff like that. But you know what I mean? We'll I'll take it now. I I personally think. Are we gonna just catapult to the third seed? Like, I'm not, I don't know, cause I don't, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say that the Celtics aren't gonna be who they're supposed to be next year. Um, I'm not gonna say that even Toronto or, or the Hawks is definitely not gonna be. You you know the Hawks who who they are right now. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of does push us down. We might be around six, but it doesn't mean it's a not not successful season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think we, that we can still get more wins and still end up in like the sixth seed, fifth seed. Well, we, we established ourselves to be in that realm between the four, fifth, six around there. We established ourselves as a winning right. franchise. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think Tom Thibodeau, you know, him being here, he's gonna he's gonna keep us around there. But well, I was right. I was uh, I just want um um state to give us that point guard thing. How how would you want the point guard situation to be for for um for next year? I gotta see. I gotta see the Olympics first. I gotta see Luca Vildoza at actual competition, and then I gotta see. I gotta see R.J. Barrett. I know Thibodeau is never gonna start a a, a a a rookie point guard like ever, because he didn't start quickly last season over Alfred Payton, even though quickly literally outplayed Alfred Payton every game. So I don't see that happen. Um. I don't see now. Somebody said this to me earlier, and I want to throw this at y'all, right? 
we all agree that Derrick Rose is not a star point guard anymore. Um, but I hear people saying they want to give Kyle Lowry, 35-year-old, two years, $70 million contract. You want to give Chris Paul, we know Chris Paul is not leaving the Suns. So I don't matter of fact, I don't even want to talk about Chris Paul because he ain't leaving the Suns. Now, Mike Conley, people want to give him the same type of contract. But do I see it shaking out? Do I see Luca Vildoza getting real minutes next season as of right now? No, I don't see it. Do I see us giving a point guard, you know, next season real minutes like a rookie point guard? No, I don't see it because that that guy, he's not going to play over um, quickly. He's not going to play over Rose. He's not going to play on Vildoza. So we, we, we already know this is how it goes. So I just I see us getting a, either a vet or I see us really making a trade for a guy like Sexton or a guy like SGA, whatever young guard within these next within these next four weeks, say yo, I want I want to leave, or their contract situation is messed up, the Knicks is gonna pounce. So I don't, um, I don't I don't even expect for those two first round picks to come through that door, bro. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I think the Knicks got a deal for SGA in their back pocket, and I wouldn't be surprised if it includes our first uh, first round picks either OB or quickly. I'm with it. I'm with it. Sign I'm, with it and I'm with it too. I'm with it too. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, with I'm with it. You know, yeah, so, because you know they're trying to stack them picks up. They pick. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do. They're trying to get lightning in the bottle like they did with Durant and those guys. They're trying to repeat the yeah. history. They're gonna be like one of these guys gonna get it. Like we gonna get it this time. They're gonna Ooh, try. They're gonna keep like, trying, bro. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're gonna keep going. I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. All right, bro. so I, Apollo, I, Apollo, you say basically stand pat. Hopefully the guys that we have will, will do the job, right? For the most I part. I mean, no, 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 no. I that's mean, like a, that's I, like a, I do think that our point guard will be someone that we we are starting free agency for sure. Okay. I start on point guard, yeah, because right. I know that they want to contend. I know that they're not going to sit here and wait for a, a point guard to, to to grow. I'm not saying that they won't draft one. They can still draft a point guard and sign one. You know what I mean? But. Um, they might also sign. They, I think, a need for them is also a wing. So we'll see. But they might be looking for that wing in the draft. So you, ne- you never know. You never know. Yeah. But um, I'm definitely, I'm going with a, a veteran at the point. Yeah, back. I was kind of leading into that because Tom Thibodeau, you know, he, they almost didn't even ask him. But he was like, "Yo, we got, we're gonna get, we want, we're looking for wings. We're looking for wings." You know, so mm-hmm. I, you would think he was at wing, looking for a wing stop or something like that. You know what I'm saying? He was like, we looking for wings, looking for wings. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think I think that's what that's where the money's gonna go, really. And that's where uh-huh. whatever whatever we draft, if we do draft or everything, every, everything that we do is gonna be centered around getting a wing, whatever that means. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I think that's what I think that's where the money's gonna go. But you you say point guard, so so like um, like 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 um, give me some names. Like who who do you think that um the Knicks should try to go for? Or who would you like? At the point guard position, yeah. I'm gonna say a name, and a lot of people don't like when I say it, but I don't care because I'm a basketball fan. And mm-hmm. I know he's talked a lot of trash about us in the past, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, I got is the guy that I'm going for because he's cheap and he could ball, and we don't need a star necessarily at the point guard position. 
Um, we just need someone who can bowl and do everything that a guard can do. He literally, I don't think there's anything he does bad. You know what I'm saying? He might not be the greatest three-point shooter, but he's not Alfred Payton. He's, I mean, he's in the 30s. He's not somebody you're going to leave wide open. He's somebody who clearly is in offseason. He's got something to prove. You know what I mean? That's why he opted out. He's got something to prove. He don't want to sit there and be – he knows he was a starting point guard on the, on a playoff team before. So wasn't he the starting point guard before Kyrie Irving and uh, Durant went there? Yeah, D'Lo, D'Lo, no. He was the starting point guard. D'Lo, D'Lo got hurt. D'Lo, D'Lo I mean, that's right. D'Lo, D'Lo got hurt. He was the starting point guard. And then, D, then he got hurt, and then that's when D'Lo became an all-star. Right, right, right. So, I mean, listen, bro, I think it's either him. It's a lot of guys that I don't want to really mention. Like, I'm not going to mention Kyle Lowry. Um, I know a lot of people like Lonzo, but his driving, the, the his tendency to drive is low and his percentage around the rim is low. I'm not excited about that. I love everything else, though. I love everything else. But there's just things that scared me about Lonzo. Yo, State, I, I got I to gotta interrupt, man. This is um, Bradley Dressler. He's the editor-in-chief of Daily Knicks. That's the guy that you're always telling him to shut the fuck up and all this other stuff about his trades and stuff. <laughs> I don't, I, don't mean, I don't mean don't ever take it personal, bro. <laughs> yo. You see what he said? Yo, tell your boy State, yo. Uh, he's cool. You know, I actually had him on the podcast. We, we was talking about um, I forgot what we was talking. We was talking about um, oh uh, uh cat trades, Carl Anthony Towns trades. Mm. Yeah, yeah, put up a couple of trades that people were getting crazy about. But I was gonna talk about it. So I said, might as well let, let me let me get him on the show. So, you know, Bradley, we got to do it again, man. I, w- I would love to get you on, especially if I got state, you know, so so, so you guys could, um, could get in the room yeah, together state, and just slow dance. State be, state be coming out with his pants on fire on Twitter, bro. He'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh, nah, because, <laughs> nah, nah, dudes, yo, dudes is disrespectful when, when it comes to RJ and them oh kids, bro. I yo. gotta defend them dudes, bro. I got I, you. I'll go on Twitter. He'd be like, first thing I see when I wake up, y'all trying to trade RJ Barrett. Get the F off my Twitter. I'll be like, yo, he, he'll have me dying, bro. <laughs> he, he, he don't like bite no words, man. He'll go straight to the point. You know what? Straight off the bat, fuck you. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight fuck up. you and everything that you're saying on my page, you know? Can, can, I, can I answer Bradley real quick? So I sure. see he put Devion Mitchell. First of all, um, Derrick Rose would never start, ever. Like, I don't ever want him starting. I he needs to be off the bench. Now, as far as Davion Mitchell's concerned, I like Davion Mitchell. He's cool, but he's six foot, six feet. I believe he measured about six one at the combine, and he's 22. I just watched this draft, Obi, and Obi is 23, averaging four points. I don't want to go through that again. I, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Let IQ rock. Tibbs is going to make Devion Mitchell situational, and then people going to be calling for Tibbs' head. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be real. I, I don't know about the Devion Mitchell thing. That's a good point, though. I mean, Devion Mitchell and IQ playing the point, that's cool, but you forgetting about Luca Vildoza. Leon Rose ain't letting his guy eat. Leon Rose is not letting a free agent come in here and play over his guy. You know, I li- I really like the idea of quickly, man. You know, because quickly in the beginning of that um that uh 
was it like preseason? It was a preseason game when, when he finally, when he came in, he had that game. He actually was playing point. He was talking to the refs. He was directing traffic and stuff, stuff that um that you don't see rookies do. So that's why he got the playing time because he was showing like 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 attributes that um that that veteran guys don't don't do. You know what I'm saying? So that's why he got the thing. So I'm I'm looking at a guy like that that he did that from day one. So what's he gonna do in year two? Like we we, we think RJ Barrett's gonna be this guy or whatever. But what about quickly? People people just assume that oh he's just gonna be Lou Williams for his career. You can't dismiss a guy. It's only his first year. You know just just like you know I was trying to play the devil's advocate thing with RJ. But you can't dismiss what RJ Barrett is doing. RJ Barrett is a good player. You know so so if you can't dismiss RJ, you can't dismiss quickly. So um you know if if we if oh, we get boy, to the y'all, point y'all where dismissing, y'all dismissed him when I brought up SGA though. SGA uh. He's from Canada. <laughs> oh, he's from Canada. <laughs> yo, got him. Yo, got yo, Apollo. SGA. Yo, I, I, nah, I, but I, I watched the game. I though. Yo, bro, I watched the game they played us, bro. Bro, he was running circles around RJ. He's, bro. he's, he's really good. He's really good. That dude is nasty, bro. But I mean, how will we get a guy like that? We we can't trade on uh, pick nineteen and, and twenty one. Say, hey, give me um SGA, and they'll be like, oh, I'll take him. <laughs> Just give me more draft picks. You can have the one, the 19, 21, 32. What's the other one we have? 50 something? I don't even care what it is. You can have it. Y'all can have OB. And just give me SGA. But they probably won't take that. They probably won't want quickly. They would probably want quickly. Or OB and quickly. Would you do both? OB and quickly and all of those picks for SGA? That's who I'm giving up for SGA. <laughs> number oh, you, 30. Wow. You wow. <laughs> 30. They don't want they 30. don't want agent stars though. They don't want agent stars. They don't not agent stars, I, but stars. They, they, they don't want stars that, that I, I'm telling SGA you. SGA is they a good player, him, man. They will give them quickly if they if they ask for it. I promise you. If SGA is on the table, they'd be like, yo, who you want? Wait. Tell them pack it up. That is SGA. It's tough, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real, bro. Yo, speaking of tough, man, I, I got to do it bef- before we get up out of here. But um, state already know what I'm gonna do. So we, we got we got to play it just um just so people could feel the energy, you know. So as you can see on the screen here, uh, this is the uh, the the magical place that is stated in your next podcast Twitter feed, and right here is the <laughs> pin tweet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that let, let me um. Let me let me get back into it again to make sure that the audio is playing. Let me make sure this audio is playing correctly here. <laughs> but we got we got to get into it. People gotta gotta feel the energy. Yeah, man. Because yeah, um, I'm state gonna, state I'm don't hold no punches. I, I see him cursing guys out so much, man. I, I sometimes I gotta put the phone away because because he's like like you know so crazy with it. But um, bro, I don't be trying to be rude, bro. Wait, you know everybody on Twitter is Professor X. Bro. I wouldn't trade him for Jesus. I wouldn't trade him. For, I wouldn't trade him. Let me get it from the beginning. But I'm gonna need you to shut the fuck up. One, <laughs> two. I wouldn't even trade. I wouldn't trade R.J. Barrett for God. So why am I trading him for Donovan Mitchell? That's two. <laughs> Three. If I see another R.J. Barrett trade under my tweets with your name on it, I'm gonna block you, brother. That's what I'm doing. I, I'm not entertaining no R.J. Barrett trade. I wouldn't trade R.J. Barrett for the Pilgrims. I wouldn't trade him for God. I wouldn't trade him for Jesus. I wouldn't trade him for my parents. Damn, I wouldn't Jesus? trade him for nobody. My girlfriend, she's going in the bin. 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on. That's that. Back to you, I gotta hear that again. But I'm in. <laughs> but damn, your girlfriend they gotta go. Yeah, I know. Yo, Mother's Day, you was going crazy too, man. So I, you know, I don't know how you how you walking still, man. Walking the streets. But the real re the, another reason why people don't talk about this enough, though, right? Another reason why I deem RJ Barrett untradeable because it's never about the now. It's always about the future for me. RJ Barrett is 21, right? Jason Tatum, uh, somebody needs to fact check me on this, and I'm going to fact check myself just in case. But Jason Tatum is 23. And that man, he's 23 years old. So is he ready to? Is he ready for a championship yet? No. RJ's 21. He's not ready yet. So realistically i'm looking at when rj turns 24. that is three years from now 2024 2025 now in 2025 in 2026 in 2027 things get interesting donovan mitchell going he's going on um, his contract is up luka Doncic, we all know he's signing the supermax his contract is coming up you already heard the rumblings about zion williamson and and him in new orleans now, y'all mean to tell me that if R.J. Barrett becomes a superstar, just a superstar or an all-star in New York, New York City, and people have seen him play there for four years, four to five years, same management, they treat R.J. correctly, you know, R.J., you know, his peers is, is, is the younger guys. Y'all don't think we can build a super team with R.J. as one of the, one of the pieces with that team? So I'm just holding out hope for that. And I know it's going to happen. I just don't know what year it's going to happen. But somebody's going to join RJ Barrett. And if we trade him now, all the players that we traded him for, you know, the Damian Lillard and those guys, they're going to be out the league <laughs> by the time RJ gets in his prime. They're going to be old. So I'm staying with the course, and I will die on the RJ Barrett hill. I'll die on it by myself. Or with Apollo or with a, whoever else want to call RJ a star or superstar. I'm calling him a Hall of Famer. I'm going to I'm going to a level above. I want a Hall of Famer. So that's just me. Who's gonna make us a super team though? We got RJ Barrett, but who's the other four guys? <clears throat> I mean that, I, see, go that, ahead, go ahead, Apollo. I think it, it's that's a that's a long ended answer because it takes a lot of moves. It's gonna take a lot of moves. Um because I don't, in terms of a super team, if Julius Randle's your second best player, that's not a super team. You know what I'm saying? Because a super team is a team of superstars. So I don't know if once RJ is, say, in three years, three, four years, RJ is a superstar. I don't know who actually, you know, say it's Zion. Zion and Donovan Mitchell at that point. You know what I'm saying? Can they win a championship? Donovan Mitchell, Zion, and RJ Barrett? Are you kidding me? But I'm, 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 yeah, listen, bro. I'm not going to go there. How I'm we getting go there? I'm not going to go there. Free agency. It's free. It's all about signing them. That's it. Once you get, first of all, this is New York. We got the money. We got the money. If we, we already got RJ. Oh, God. They're not worried about RJ. 
they kind of they kind of figured they got Zion. For some reason, I just feel like Zion's already. He's been in the bag since draft night. I just I don't think he's ever wanted to be there. Um, somebody told me that he he's gonna want to go and play for home, and home would be the the Hornets. I don't think that's something he really wants to do. The only other team or place that he spoke outwardly about was Madison Square Garden. So I kind of think that he's already in the bag. It's that third guy. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of why I don't want to trade RJ. You trade RJ now, you can blow a chance of Zion and these other guys wanting to come here in a few years. Yo, Luca is not staying in Dallas, yo. After that Supermax, <laughs> and that's 2027. So 2026. We, we Luca is not staying in Dallas, bro. Depends Zion. on who goes. If, if Kawhi went over there, he stay. Cause I heard about that. 2027, brother. Kawhi will be oh, out yeah, the league. Oh, out yeah, his about Six years in the future, bro. God damn. Yo, that's so long. I'm going to be thinking about my 50th yeah, birthday. <laughs> yeah, chill. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to have grandkids and all that by that by that time. 2027. Good God. Oh, bro, we not, winning, we not winning no championship before <laughs> we got to turn 25. Let's be realistic. We got to be realistic. But you got, not if you think no about it, that's only four years. That's 2025. I know. And, and that's one of the years that I've just said that I'm looking at. I'm targeting mm-hmm. a great team. That's one of those years. Yeah, but, but listen, listen. We, we, um, mm-hmm. RJ, in that time frame, we're talking about we got to pay. Right? We got to figure out if we want to pay Randall. We got to figure out if we want to pay Mitch. We got to figure out how much you're going to pay RJ and all, all this different time. So at what point during this time do, do we decide um, that today is the day? Can I give you a hot take? I'm scared. The hot, t- the hot take is. I got a hot ref. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thibodeau won't be here in his prom. Thibodeau won't be the coach in RJ's prom. <laughs> He's gonna be dead in six years. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the motherfucker's like 62, 60, whatever. How old he was? The motherfucker might be in the grave in six years. Yo, Eru, you crazy, bro? Forever, man. I'm sorry, man, but Jesus. Oh my God! I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Oh, Timberdale I'm sorry. Won't, won't be here when RJ's in his prom. That's the first first part of the hot take. The second RJ's prom starts in two years, by the way. Ooh. So the second hot take I got is Julius Randle won't be here. <laughs> he won't be here when RJ's in his prom. <laughs> it's everything is aligned. The then who's gonna be here? Who, say that again. Who is going to be here then? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I can't tell. Sir can't Zion. <clears throat> Y'all think Zion will play for Thibodeau? Really? Do you think Thibodeau going to be here in four years? No. No, no I don't no. think no. it will be. Here you go. Here you go. That's how it happens. <laughs> That's how it happens. I mean, hey. Listen, man. If I'm Zion, I'm not playing for Thibodeau. I don't give a, I don't give a damn what nobody say. I'm not playing for him. <laughs> Especially with them knees. <laughs> it's a, uh, nah. But hey, yeah. oh god, this guy Thibodeau, man. Sometimes I love him as our coach, but sometimes I just hate that dude, bro. 
Really he's he's a think, necessary think, evil, right? He's a yo yes. first first year. I want to see like I'm gonna give him the verdict. I, it's it's only one year. He did prove to me that he's stubborn as hell. He did prove that to me. Um, but he's also proved that he has changed from his ways. If you look at how he coaches his offense, his defense, letting dudes like quickly pull from thirty feet. He didn't do that before. You know what I'm saying? That that that's not a typical thing. I think he can still develop. My my issue, my only issue with Thibodeau is the wrinkles in the offense. That's it. I want to see more wrinkles in the offense. I want to see more different offensive sets. I want to see a little bit more pick and roll. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just want to see a little bit more wrinkle. Just a little bit more wrinkle. Crumble the paper up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see a little bit more. And that's, that's, that's it. You know what I mean? I, I'm... I like Thibodeau as a head coach. I think he's tough. I think he's the the balance, especially at this point in his career. He's the balance. He he he's like the father figure, and he's also the guy who's going to talk to you tough. And if you can't handle it, you're just not going to be here, you know. I.e. Boston Rivers. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's just you just won't be here if you can't handle it. You know what I mean? There's certain guys that just can handle the pressure and being coached by a certain guy a certain way. Like Julius Randle needed a coach like Thibodeau. We wouldn't have seen this Julius Randle if, if Tom Thibodeau wasn't there. Yeah, Julius Randle put in the work in the offseason, for sure. But I think he had a certain amount of respect for Thibodeau that he was going to go out there and put even more out on the floor. So I don't want to disrespect Thibodeau in that, in, that, in that frame, but I do think that Thibodeau needs to add a little bit more wrinkle on offense. And that's it. That's my only problem. And then yeah, he's, he's a necessary evil, though, because he's going he's gonna to get us – to, to where we need to be at the moment, and then there's going to be somebody. I'm thinking, I'm guessing it's Johnny Bryant because he's like Johnny Bryant is like younger than all of us, I think. You know, he, he no, might Johnny be closer Bryant, to he's like 35. He's like 35. Yeah, that's pretty young, man. That's pretty young. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, yeah he's, a young, he's a young dude still. Young dude. Let me see. Johnny Bryant. I know he's not 38. He's definitely like 35, 36. Nah, nah he's uh, 35. Yep, 35 years old. Damn, man, that's a young brother, man. Well, so he'll, be, I, I, he'll, be, he'll be 36 in August, but he's still young. Yeah. yeah. So in the timeline, when Tom Thibodeau starts to, um, you know, get off his contract, Johnny Bryant could bust right in there. He won't even be 40 yet. Yeah. Ooh. That's two, three years, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's two, three years. That, that man will be like 38 years old as a heck of a, and, I, and, and I think uh, he's had endorsements from Dame Lillard. And, and that's, a, that's a lot of the reason why there's a, there's a heavy contingent of fans saying that there's there's a serious uh possibility of us getting Dane because of Johnny Bryan. I I think that Portland has a lot to do with that. You know what I'm saying? They have a lot to do with that. And didn't he just sign a contract not too long ago? A, a hefty contract. Yes. Yeah, all of them did. Yeah. They, every everybody did. Freaking Mitchell, yeah. Mitchell, Damian, um, what's the guy? Mitchell from um Donovan from Mitchell. yeah Donovan yeah. Mitchell. Yeah, he scored. He um yeah. just signed a contract too. So everybody everybody's paid. You know, so. Yeah, so so that trade, the trade is the offseason. Getting him as a free agent won't happen until he's what 33, 34. Do you want Dame then, um, or do you want to trade half of your assets for him? Like, I think it's a real thin line. Like, yeah, we can be successful, but it's a maybe, guys. Like, it's a real strong maybe. Yeah, but if you're talking <laughs> about six years, like like Stacey said, that's a maybe. That man, that man is 37 years old at that point, and I ain't trading for him. 
Yeah. Or sign him. Well, hold on. Can we can we stay on the Damian Lillard topic, please? Okay. I have his contract in front of me. So in 2021, you know, 31 million. 2022 is 43 million. 2023 is 47 million. 2024 is 50 million. 2025 is 55 million dollars. <laughs> God damn, that's a lot of money. So, so Nick fans want to trade my 21 year old for a guy who's a decade older? Nah, can't do it. He's literally a decade older than RJ. Literally. <laughs> and I mean, if you, if you, and this is my thing, this is my thing. If we trade everything right now to get Damian Lillard and Julius Randle, um, and say you get another star that might want to come over here and they don't win. Now what? In, in three years, in four years. Now what? You start over. You start over. You start start over. over all over again. And we, you know what I mean? That's exactly what I don't want. We should not be but, starting over. We just got here. We just got to the point where we were trying to be like Denver. We're trying to be like uh, the Warriors. All of these teams that stuck with the core that they drafted and just at least stick with one guy. You know what I mean? Just one. Give me yeah, give, 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 give me one draft pick. You want four. Got to give me four. Um, minimum, like your, your, your young core minimum got to be four guys. No, 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 no. I'm saying as a as the Knicks organization commit to at least one guy. Oh. Because if you trade RJ, who anybody's up for grabs. If you trade an RJ, yeah. anybody's up for grabs. Yeah. Right. That'll ruin the locker room. Yo, right. you could really ruin a locker room. There is no locker room. You traded everybody though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. You know what I'm saying? And and once you trade RJ, it changes the the outlook on the the the, the, the roster. Free agents gonna look at it differently. Like, yeah, I can go there and win, but after that's that's done, what are they really doing? They're not really building. But what's what's know. the end game though? The end is the end game just to just to like um build a beautiful garden and, and make sure that you can water the plants, or, or are you just trying to like win this championship? You know, because you could you could possibly do that. Say, okay, let's say let's say if we burn burn that shit down and we got Dame here and uh, Kawhi comes over, you know, God forbid, and we still got Julius Randle here. See, Julius Randle got Kawhi. You know, let, let's say we, let's say if we kept Mitch, you know, we got Damian Lillard, and then and then let's say um, I don't know, so a veteran minimum kind of things. Now now you now you go in for for two years to go for hard for the championship. You, you could possibly um, push it, push it to get there. Listen, bro, I'm trading Randall for Dame, bro. <laughs> you were like, we not. You, but if, if you if you trade I mean, Randall for Dame, that that's good. But then we will still keep a lot of the cash space. So then you got extra money to give. So let's say let's say okay. now now you traded Randall for Dame. So now you got you could sign Dame and Kawhi. Now you could sign another player, you know, for for a little bit of money and then put pieces together. Now you now you got like a pseudo super team and you can go go at Atlanta next year. You know. Uh, um. So so y'all so, so y'all you said the end game right? And you said yo state you killing me because I'm talking about free agency and stuff years down the line. Now, during RJ's max contract, we're going to sign him for four to five years, right? I'm looking at 2025 and 2026 free agency. Donovan Mitchell has a player option. Jason Tatum has a player option. Giannis has a player option. Paul George contract ends. Brandon Ingram contract ends. Jonathan Isaac. Uh, did I say everybody? Jamal Murray. 
Ben Simmons, Anthony Davis, Dane, Dane contract ends that same offseason. So if we could just show a little patience, a little patience, we could we'll be good down the line. I just don't have no expectations right now for a championship. Because I'm right. on RJ's timeline. I'm not on Randy's timeline. So oh, yeah. I don't sure. expect us to do anything serious for another like two, three years, honestly. Yeah, but what if what if Randall says not Randall, what if RJ says, yo, the Knicks are not doing nothing, they're waiting for they waiting for such and such. So I'm gonna go play with um with Zion in, in um New Orleans. But I, I but this is why we got Thibodeau. This is why that's one of the main reasons why I love Tibbs. Because I know we're gonna consistently win. I'm not worried about us losing. <laughs> but you just said you didn't want Tibbs. But I gotta, I gotta take the bad for the good. He's like the, he's like the uncle I hate, but I still gotta love him. <laughs> I got you. That's what, that, that's one of those guys. Like he's like the uncle I hate, but I still gotta love him. So, you know, I'm looking at free agency and stuff. I, we just gotta show some patience, bro. We just gotta show some patience. If we trade, if we trade the whole thing for Damian Lillard. I'm not trading. I'm not trading RJ. And that's it. That's just me. If we trade the whole thing for Damian Lillard, I'm keeping RJ. And I would like for the big three to be Dame, Kawhi, RJ. Everything. Now, if we traded all our draft picks until 2025, it's cool because I just laid down free agency for y'all at 2025. So I'm good, but I cannot trade RJ. I can't, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I would trade every pick this decade unprotected for a player in order to just keep RJ. <laughs> That's okay, how so, it is, so so you would trade you would trade Randall for for um for Dane. I would trade I would give up Randall and a couple pieces for Dane. Then I would try to sign Kawhi Leonard. I keep RJ. So now I still got RJ on a rookie deal. So when so as Dame and Kawhi is getting older, RJ is still ascending. But now RJ's progress, it, his, his ascent now, damn, they just keep calling him. Now, RJ's ascent, he could grow while the other guys is declining. Carmelo Anthony's coming back. I know he's going to be back if we do that. So I, I would love that team. But we, if you go all in for Dame, you got to go all in, man. You can't just... Can't you can't have you can't have ASS that uh that deal, man. Gotta go. Hey, what do you think about that, Apollo? Oh wait, wait, you're muted, you're muted. Hold up. Go ahead. Let me stop. Um yeah, if, you're he doing, if he's if he's doing that trade and you trading for um Damian Lillard and you're trading Julius Randle. So that means that you got Dame, RJ, and then you say go get Kawhi. If you get Kawhi, that would mean you're running your big rotation, your backcourt, your front court. I'm sorry, would be Ob and Mitch. Mitch, um, Mitch would be gone. I think. Think that that will go on the trade. I think. I think. I think you would take back. And this is just a hypothetical. I think you would take Dame and Usopp Nurkic in that deal, something like how Tommy Bear, because um, mm-hmm. I got at Tommy Bear about it, but you would take Dame and Nurkic in that deal. And okay. you would have to send Mitch. Damn, y'all. 
Probably Frank too, right? Quickly. Might have to sign, sign and trade, trade Frank. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin Knox, four first round picks. You will have to deal Mitch and that. We think. We think Apollo. It's I mean, it's I'll be with that straight up like that. I'll be with it if they if they don't I mean, take Randall. If they don't tell, if as long as you t- you you don't touch quickly and RJ, <laughs> it's some things you could. And, but and if you uh, deal Randy, you deal Randy, you gotta keep Obi. Yeah, you, you gotta keep Obi. You gotta keep Obi. You gotta keep Obi. So I mean, you got Dame, RJ, whoever at the three, Obi, and then you said Nurkic at the five. Yeah. If you or, made that trade, yeah, and, and who's running our three? We have to get. I mean, and, and that's if Kawhi would come. But I mean, say Kawhi says no. Who do we? That's important. The three is important because if you, I can't say that, R.J. Dane, O.B. Mitch or O.B. and Nurkic is going to do it. Want to lie? I'm always ready to lie. That's kind of I'm decent. re-signing Reggie Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> I would day re-sign. I would re-sign Reggie Bullock, or I would re-sign <laughs> or one of them guys who who don't Bro. need the ball and they can just defend. And that's your job. I see. Bodega said, "How do Diallo at three? I like that." I like that, but it is like that Tommy. winning is that winning the championship though? This is no. this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if we trade in for Dame, I don't see any realm of possibility outside of striking, you know, what I mean hitting lucky in free agency that we will have a team to actually win a championship. It would be nice to have Damian Lillard play here. It would nice to, it would be nice to see him scoring his bubble dame thing and shoot from 40 feet. You know what I mean? Like, cool. I'm I'm with that. But I, I only if it's gonna bring me the same wins as this team that I just had last year. Nah, I'm not rocking. I'm not rocking because I gave up all my assets just to be just as good as I already was. You know what I mean? And we talk about the mellow trade all the time. Mellow was 26 when he did that trade. Completely different case. Now Dame is a different player, of course, but 31 years old, he's on the wrong side of 30 for you to be trading away all your future assets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would have to be like a guarantee that we definitely gonna stack the deck hard. You know, it can't just be yeah. like just get Dame and Nurtic and, and RJ because that doesn't really sound and, like and then wing it. Nah, bro. We we need all right, Kawhi. You you say you're gonna come in all season? I bet you know what I mean. That's the only way I'm making that trade and trading one of my best players. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. You know, Melo coming through if we make that trade. That's yeah, God's He got to go to family court though. That's why family court's right downtown. Yeah, if he's, he's in New York, then he, he can make he can make the court dates and stuff. Your ear, you wow, bro. Yo, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth, right? Oh God, bro. God, yo, God, God, God bless him, man. Yo, Melo's wildin', bro. I mean, you know what, what can you do, man? You know they, they got they got all that money all the time and stuff, man. So you know he he'll, he'll be all right. A million, a young millionaire in New York. I'm so proud of the young Knicks, man. Before we get out of here, I just, I'm so proud of our young Knicks and the guys we drafted. They don't get in trouble. 
They don't get seen in clubs. They got all their side joints on hush mode with they pay money. I, I love those kids, man. And they just need to just stay in the gym. Stay in the gym. And shout out to OB and Quickly because they both got selected to the um, USA Select team. And yep. they'll, be, they'll be in Vegas practicing against actual NBA superstars. So OB and Quickly. I, I love that. And, I love yeah, RJ. I'm telling you, we don't, we don't know what these dudes going to look like in three months, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, they're going time. to be different players. Like, right now, we're not – like, with, with RJ, we're not going to see a lot of different things uh, physically. But mentally, you realize he just went through the playoffs. Like, that that ain't going nowhere. That that desire, that burn, that loss, knowing what you needed to work on, knowing what you were feeling at in the playoffs, that don't go nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And I think – him going through that and then having these guys go through it as well and then learning as well with the team select. Man, I think uh, sky's the limit for our young guys. We got three guys playing international basketball, I think, I guess you could say at this point. And I think uh, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Yeah, no doubt. Yo, speak, speaking of, of, like, changing real quick, before before we get out of here, I just want to mm-hmm. show you this, man. Um, do you know who this is right here? Let's see if I can get it up here. Uh, some some guy like this picture just just went viral. Check this out. Who who do you think, think this is? Is that Michael Carter Williams? That's Michael Carter Williams, bro. He he looks weird, right? Like how the hell did he gain all that muscle mass in that short of shorter period of time? Bro, he changed yeah. the entire structure of his body. <laughs> it don't even look like him. You know they drug tested him that same day, right? Yeah, yeah. When that picture went viral, it was already yeah, yeah. You, can you do me a favor? You really did. Fill us up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's they hilarious. Did drug- yeah. They drug tested him. You probably passed it. We would have heard about it by now. Yeah, man. He probably dissolved he probably the cup like with his cup. And the cups have. Came back like yo, the cup, the cup. I don't know what happened to the cup. It was like you just go go home, bro. Yeah, you can't play no more. Nah, but I mean, this this is the off season, bro. And um, I'm looking forward to some some kind of improvement uh, with, with with our guys as well. You know, what I mean, I think uh, quickly is gonna have an amazing that that kid. We talk about RJ. That kid's gonna get better and better and better and better every single year. You know what I'm saying once he adds that mid range shot to his game, he's going to be deadly. And I think I don't think people understand. Once he adds that pull up mid range, he is lethal. Yeah, he's starting lethal. point guard of the Knicks, right? I would put him at the point guard. Bro. <laughs> I think he's a summer. Put him at the two. I love him at the two. I love yeah, him at the two. He could be the two. two, be the two too, yeah. yeah. Combo guard, combo guard. I'm not putting him at the point unless he turns into Dame Lillard. I'm not putting him at the point. You know what I'm oh, saying? You're Apollo, man. Quickly at the two is disgusting, bro. Like. Unless your point guard is Lonzo Ball, I don't. He's gonna get destroyed at the two. Do you see these twos in the league? Yo, you That's a possibility, there? though. That's a possibility. No, he knows that this is what you gotta do. This is on him. It's on him to to prove it. It's on. Listen, if quickly want to be a starting two, you gotta guard starting twos. So that means getting that gym. That's it. Getting that gym, boy. That's it. You know what I mean? It's not just about hitting threes. You got to guard 
starting twos. Or, and if you talk about point guards, you want the guards starting point guards? No. I, I, I would rather them guards. <laughs> no, bro. No, bro. I'm telling you, this dude is with too much hand. I'd rather somebody off ball quickly running after them off ball. You know I mean, instead of having somebody like Chris Paul at him or somebody oh. like Kyrie at him, you know what oh. I mean? Like, I'll, I'll take I'll take him at the two. I'd rather him at the two. If he's going to be starting at any point, and if you can't start him at the one or the two, then he don't need to be on his team. These are the questions we need to be asking. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right, we covered a lot, man. I know I know State, you know, he's they're about to like, you know, escort him out the building and shit. His oh, phone's going off. I know they're looking nah. for you. Nah, they nah, they asking you the questions. We good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what, what else can we touch on with this RJ RJ Barrett stuff? Uh um that's that's uh that's pretty much it, man. I think uh I think the kids got a long way to go, but I think that he's on the right path and future future star, maybe superstar. You never know. The one, the one thing that uh, another thing I also learned about RJ that I probably didn't peep his rookie year or this year because he didn't have the ball as much. RJ really controls pace. If you, if I'm watching the the, um, the Olympics, he controls pace and. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Thibodeau is watching the Olympics as well. Well, I'm I'm hoping to God he is. And seeing how RJ gets out on the break and RJ is constantly attacking the basket. So, you know, RJ's ceiling is just up to him, bro. It's really up to him. Them sidestep threes he's shooting, the step back three, the, the first game, I think the game against China, when Wiggins gave him the when he gave Wiggins the ball and Wiggins gave him back the ball and RJ, he stepped, he went back. And he hit the big man with a nice move and then step back. Through. I said, oh, okay. I didn't know you could do that. You know, so mm-hmm. it's nice to see RJ. Um, last thing before we get out of here. This got to be the last thing. You guys seeing Wiggins and RJ together? I need to know what y'all take on that. I, I need I need to know. I need to know. Whoever want to start first. Well, you can go, Apollo, because me, me and me and, um, and State are already in agreement with this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the biggest Andrew Wiggins fan before. See, I was a huge Andrew Wiggins fan when he was drafted. After a couple years in Minnesota, I didn't like what I was seeing. I didn't toss him to the curb, but I just stopped paying attention. Um, but seeing what he's doing next to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, um, I, I I like to do. I, I like to do. We talking about somebody who um, is, I guess, what like you say, he's one of the one of the best uh, perimeter defenders at his position. You know what I'm saying? Um, not only that, he can hit the three. He can score. He can jump high. It, there's nothing he's weak at. You know what I mean? I mean, he might have a few. <laughs> mental lapses here there but i mean that's really that's really it you know what i'm saying but in terms of the player i i like them next to each other they fit they they, they actually uh they fit pretty well i do i do like what i'm seeing it yeah as a third mix with him and randall you know and rj you know mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of good but it's you know it's all about who how do we get him here you know the repeaters yeah, tax and all that stuff we talked about that contract wiggins oh apollo if i say it to you you might you might throw up but um, 
he make he makes thirty million, and I believe that the only way the Knicks see if Golden thirty State million makes, win. he makes thirty million every year, basically every year, basically until twenty twenty three. So the only way I be, let me start off with this: Golden State has to pay a repeaters tax, which is a hundred nine mm-hmm. million dollars. I'm not going or I think it's 300 million. It's one of the two numbers. So do you pay a repeaters tax for a team that has not been to the championship in past like two years? Because you're losing what, a lot what, of money. What the playoffs? So what you're playoffs losing game. a lot of money. And when Clay comes back this offseason, you're in win now mode. You're not in developing Wiseman. You're not into developing a seventh pick or a fourteenth pick. Nobody cares about that because you got Stephen Curry in his prime in the last season of his contract. You got to go all in. You got to go all in. And if you, I mean, hey, they could keep Wiggins if they want. But if I'm their owner and I'm looking at that repeaters tax and I already lost millions of dollars from COVID, I'm trading Wiggins and I'm using one of those picks to get him. I mean, using one of those picks for a team to accept that type of deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Thirty million is a lot of fucking money, bro. <laughs> it's a lot of money. What are you saying money for? Man, yeah, you know that that's the price for for a player that, that scores like him. Julius Randle's getting paid nineteen million, and Julius Randle's the better player. Yo, but Julius Randle is here on a on a on a discount though. He came here okay. as a nobody when we when we resign him. So you give him Julius Randle thirty, you give him Andrew Wiggins thirty. See how you see where I'm going? Yeah, I mean that's already yeah. with those. Two. You, yeah, you but need we a still lot got more. a year. You we still got a, a year more. though. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying you need a lot more. Just, just. I mean, even if it's RJ Wiggins and Randle, you still need a lot more to be. But you're talking about sixty million dollars. So if you take you take the thirty million off off of that, you still got thirty million dollars to spend. You know, we, we still can get another player to add to that add to that um team there. Yeah, Apollo. Yeah. You know what I would do? Let me throw this at you. You know what I would do? I would take Wiggins and the fourteenth pick or the seventh pick, one of those picks. That I I wish Leon Rose could get both. I would package our picks and go get Colin Sexton. That's exactly what I would do. I would dead do that. <laughs> you would do what? Say that again. So I would trade for Wiggins and either get the 14th pick or the seventh pick. Hopefully we could get the seventh pick or the 14th pick. One of those picks. I would trade 1921 in that 14th pick. I would dead try to go get Colin Sexton with that. And, and, and try to put a trade package around that. If that's if I mean, if you gotta just move picks to do that, I I, I wouldn't mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, but well, you know, they're trying to save money too, so maybe OKC can get involved and maybe send SGA to Golden State in a way to, to get Wiggins here with the pick and all that other stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. they, they, they're gonna want talent, you know what I'm saying? We, you know, if they just trade with us, they're just gonna be trading contracts for nothing, you know, Wiggins right. for nothing, basically. But if you if you get a get a team like OKC in there, then they, they at least they could trade a player over there because it, it seemed like OKC they're just trying to stockpile picks, I, I don't know for what reason. You know, so I'm just that's for shits and giggles, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's I don't I don't know what OKC is doing over there, but I mean, I guess we'll see in a few years. Yo, we got. I don't know if you know who this is. This is who's Mark. He's from uh for MBK the MBK um 
Oh, yeah, I know who Mark. I know who. Yeah, Mark. he's asking for a link, yeah, man. Mark, Mark crazy, man. Yeah, Mark is batshit crazy, man. But he's cool as fuck, though. <laughs> nah, he's cool. Yeah, yeah. He's cool he's as fuck. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny, yeah, we, we, um, we got to get him in here, but we all, we all kind of trying to wrap it up a little bit. You know, so um, so you know, same thing like like we told Evergreen the other day, man. Evergreen was on here trying to get in also because he was talking crazy, so he wanted to jump in. But um, we got we got to make time for for everybody and get everybody on the, on the show, man. As um, as the days go, I'm down, man. You you, you know you know I'm I'm here. I know I know I took a little hiatus. You know what I'm saying stuff stuff been going on and, and working on music and stuff. But yeah, I'm definitely back. Just yeah, you're my guys, man. Definitely, man. You definitely definitely my guys. You want to close the show with uh, fucking who's Mark? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right. man, let him go on his two-minute rant. Oh, my God. All right, listen, I'm going to just put it, put it straight up in the chat, all right? So this is for who's Mark. <laughs> he said two minutes. That sounds like me to my, to my wife. She's baby, just two minutes. Give me two minutes. <laughs> that sounds like Bernie Mac. Let me bust a nut, too. Give me, t- give me two minutes. Let me just bust a nut. You know, I need two minutes. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Man. Oh man, I, I can't wait to hear what the hell you got to say, man. <laughs> That's funny. I'm gonna, just, I'm gonna just give him the floor too. That'll be my first time being live with with Mark. I used to watch him go on rants on NBK all the time. So. Yeah, his rants are epic. His Julius Randall rants. I thought, I- yo, speaking <laughs> of Julius Randall, don't say nothing about Kristaps, okay? While he's here, please don't say anything about Kristaps, okay? <laughs> I know his love with um Chris Asposangi. Oh my god, look at this. You see him? Before. All right, guys. All right, let, let's all let's all be quiet and let's let's um give him the, the proper uh form here. This is uh who's Mark <laughs> from Parts Unknown. <laughs> what's up, what's up, Mark man? How's it going? What's going on, Die Hot? State what's what's up, man? man? Chill, chill. What's good? What's good? I seen you. I seen your little rant on the internet. Stay going crazy. You're doing <laughs> circulating. I'm not trading RJ for nothing. I like that. <laughs> what's going on, Stay? Um, we let you get the floor. <laughs> the floor. Yeah, you is got yours. the floor. The floor is yours, man. <laughs> All right. So. All right. All right. All right. So. <laughs> So my, my whole thing is, my whole thing is, right, with the up-and-coming free agency pool, you know, I'm hearing people t- talk about trade for Dame and et cetera. I don't think that's a good idea because if you're going to bring him in, you got to pair him up with another superstar, someone either better, a little better than him. And I just think that we're just going we, to be a, a playoff team. And, and, and it would be good to be a playoff team, but if you bring in Dame in at 30 years old, you're looking to – to you know, exercise his uh his, his late his, his years in his prime to get further, and I don't think him coming to play with Julius Randle is gonna cut it. Trust me, they ain't gonna cut it. Sorry, no, I agree. Not cut it. Because so your, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, what's your thoughts on RJ? The whole RJ thing. I, well, I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him because <laughs> the dude. Dude, work hard. I like his character. I'm keeping him. I'm just keeping him. I'm keeping him and Mitch. Those are two guys that I'm keeping. Everyone else is up for Lent. It's up for Lent, especially you know who. Uh, especially you know who, bro, because Lord, 
Listen, I'm going to say this. I never said the dude can't play ball. People don't listen to what I say. I don't like his playing style. Me, personally. I don't like his playing style. I don't like how he operates. He's not a... Me, personally, I like watching guys with high IQ that know how to play the game. And he just don't have it because he waits for double teams and then want to pass out. I, I, I can't get that. That's why our offense kind of looks the way it does at times. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna use the guy at a high at a high usage like we did, he has to be very, very, very intelligent to know when, when, when to get the ball, when to shoot the ball, when to pass out the double team. He does nothing else for me off the ball. Is if he don't have the ball, what does he does? What else does he do? He don't set good screens. His rebounding is very, very fraudulent. Fraudulent. Because when I watch the Knicks, I don't ever see him box out. Only see Noel down there boxing out. And he barely could box out. He get he get he he gets removed from the paint. So my whole thing is I've been telling everybody, I said the best thing for us to do is to get rid of Randall because again, I don't think <laughs> I'm just being honest, man, and I'm just tired of being I'm just tired of being right th throughout the, the Knicks community. I get it. We had a, a phenomenal year, but this was some hocus pocus, man. We, yo, yo, listen. I had about 25 wins. Granted, I wanted tits because defensively, I want the Knicks to change in some aspect, and boy, did he change it. Change it in so many ways. But now you're talking about we talking about we wanted free agents. My question is, is Riddle the guy that people's gonna want to play with? That's my whole thing. Who wants to play with him and his playing style? No one can answer that question when I when I when I bring it up. No one can answer that Yo, Mark, Mark, you wanna know what's so crazy? I'm going to continue. You want to know what's so crazy? I asked somebody this yesterday on Twitter. I said, when Randall was off the ball, what is his elite skill? I need one. I need somebody on this panel to please answer that question. I'm going to be honest with you. There's nothing he does extremely well without the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, right? The pain in now. This is that's where it gets sketchy for me, because is this is this production for real? Because this is his first year ever doing something like that. It's not like he's coming up in the league. Yeah, he improved every year, but there's a different type of way that you improve to say this guy is that type of a player to go through to 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 actually feel good about paying him. You get what I'm saying? He yeah. just. He he reached he reached a, a he reached a level that I did not see coming, not at all. That shooting nobody saw that. He not shot forty percent from three. That. He shot forty percent from three, bro. That's wild. And he attempted more than three threes a game. Oh, Mark, real quick, you know he shot forty percent from three when there was two K fans in the stands. In my fault, like I don't need the slams. Oh, yo, that's another big thing because in the playoffs. He Hold on, not even that. Go ahead. Not even that. 
people need to go back to the last game before the season and really watch his production and how it declined. Like, because, <laughs> yeah, bro, I pay attention to things like that. A lot of people don't. A lot of people, you know, speak on what they see with the numbers and et cetera and cool. Sometimes, you know, a lot of these NBA players nowadays, numbers are inflated. Are they really that type of a player? Because to me, it's only about like seven to eight guys who I feel like it's the most consistent players in the league. Consistent players. Like those numbers are fraudulent to me. Now, when you look at the rest of his games throughout this throughout the last 10 games, go back and look at his production. I kid you not. And for him, this was my this when I knew I this is when I knew I was right the whole time about him. He we played five games against the Atlanta Hawks. Someone tell me when he adjusts. Tell no, me. Once. Not Someone yet. tell me when did he adjust in any playoff situation? So so can I can I play devil's advocate, Mark, real quick? Go ahead. Is that on, is that on Randall or is that on Thibodeau? I'm about because to ask you a question. Story, I read a story where yeah. Randall went to Thibodeau and mm-hmm. Randall asked Thibodeau to adjust. And mm-hmm. Thibodeau said, nah. <laughs> so uh, adjusting what adjusting what way because mm-hmm. if you're talking about adjusting right if he's going to ask the coach adjust right so the Atlanta Hawk was, th- was throwing like semi doubles at him right throughout the whole season mm-hmm. why hasn't he thrown quicker passes out of the double Yo. when he gets the ball for Yo, the ball saying the same we don't have refined offensive players that can get off the, get off get off on their own this team relies on a ball movement, a quickness with the ball, quick decisions. Why? If he's going to ask the coach, right? But this is where intelligence have to have to kick in and, and, and logic. If you've seen a team throwing a semi-double to you and you're not throwing the quick pass for the Baltimore, because all they had to do was make to make the Atlanta defense move. And if he wanted adjustments, he had freaking Gallo on him, a guy that can't laterally move. He couldn't take Gallo. Yeah. Clint Capella made him scared to come in the paint. I don't care what nobody said. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He took. I think there might have been that in that those five games. I think I saw him drive to the basket with confidence once, and that was the only time he made a basket at the, yeah, at the rim. It might have been like he game four. <laughs> he made look. He made Capella like go bear in the season, not the playoffs, because he's gonna he was the torch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing yeah. him. To, Throwing him two hundred million was just asking. I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, yo, I understand it's Utah. You know, I get players like that, but two hundred million is, is out of this world. Now, with with Randall's extension, is a is a double edged sword for me because I pay him to keep him as an asset to see if we get trades over him. But when I hear people around the community, it yo, sometimes it's cringe. People think trading Randall is going to get us a budding star. No, it ain't. He's not valued like that. The most he's going to get us is good role players in, 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 a, in a pick, a, a first-round pick. A first-round pick. He so speak on that, though. Speak on that. What, what's, the, what's the deal you would, you would do to get rid all of right, Randall? So, all right, so I'm looking at the deal, right? So me personally, right, if I'm trading Randall, it's hard because it's like, what what team wants him? Like, what team is, what team, it's like, what team will he go, like, what team will he go and, and, and plug himself right in? And 
you know, be a starter because he's a starter. He's a starter in the league. He's a starter, he's just, yeah, yeah. He's just not a number one or a number two guy. I think he's like a, a he's like a Chris Middleton. Like he's a he's a good player, but he's not like like being disrespectful to Chris Middleton. Being disrespectful. No, he's good. He's good, but he he's good because he's playing with Giannis. Y'all don't understand how much of an ecosystem Giannis is and what he does for that team. Because if you're talking yeah. about if you're talking about the box, you're talking about that as a championship team, it's because of one player. One player. He gives you that chance. Yeah, he draws so much attention, it's like crazy. Because it's, it's not even that. It's like Chris Milton got big games, but you still go back to the to the to the box going and say, Did they win? You don't feel confident. You, you get what I'm saying? It's yo, like yo, which this, team, which so team would he go to and fit in right perfectly? I, so, I agree with you, but somebody gonna try to come at you because Middleton got like 24, 13, and 8 right now, and they that's a well, he should, well, he should, he, but that's yeah, what he, he should be doing. That's what he, he should, should be doing. doing. Wait, he should be doing against this Atlanta Hawk team that's fairly injured with their best with, player. Without Trey Young. Yeah, it's fact. Yeah, and that team, that team, the way they play this year is because of Trey Young. Right. What, do you about, like, what do you think about Randall to Golden State? I don't think Golden State would not take him. No. Why? For uh, for Wiggins? I don't think they're gonna trade Wiggins right now. Mm-mm. If they're gonna trade Wiggins, because a lot of people come down on Wiggins, Wiggins had a great season this year. Great season. And I, they might want to see what they got with him and Clay. Yeah, because if he's a third, if he's a far third, that team is going to be deadly. That team is going to be deadly. They just needed another, they needed another score so the defense wouldn't cram up on stuff the way it did. Mark, Period. with Period. all due respect, I don't see no scenario where Golden State keeps winning. They owe too much on repeated sets. So my, my, my thing is, right, if Golden State, if I was Golden State, right, mm-hmm. one trade I would do is just, it, it to me, is just screaming. Call Anthony Towns. Give 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 uh, Wiseman the first round picks. Another uh, Kelly Oubre in that deal because they still have his uh his uh his deal is uh what you call it his bird rights. Yes. And do that, but I think they keep it Wiggins because he's 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 an he's he, he is an asset. He's an asset to that team for what they need him to do to be a Harrison Barnes of the team. He's perfect. He's a little better than Harrison Barnes because he's his skill set. He can score when he wants at any time. The athleticism is still there. The defense. He was he was very 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 well. I watched almost every Golden State game this year, so he was very 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 well. But I don't think w- Wiggins. The only way Wiggins has come off, if it's a mega big deal, if he's in a mega big big deal, but I don't think they're gonna give him up for 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 like some, like some like another role play. No, he is what he is right now for them, and is very 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 valuable. But with Randall, Randall is not that type of player. He's just not. Sorry, he's just not. He's not smart. He's not smart enough. He's not smart enough for me. When he's reading the game, I like guys that can read the game. And with him, I, I, it's going to be hard to trade him because I don't know what team. I don't know what team. The only team I feel like we could trade him to is probably OKC. You got the you got the Magics. Portland. Portland, Portland, Portland is good, right? All right, all right. Portland, Portland is, a, is is a place he can go, right? Would I bring back uh, uh, CJ McCollum? Part of me say yeah, part of me say no because now he has a back injury, right? 
he has a back injury, and I don't like back injuries because back injuries do never, never, never get healthy, especially when you're a basketball player, touching 31. But if it was to get me um, Anthony Simon, uh, I like the Anthony Simon kid, him. And it, it all, everything with Portland predicate on Damian leaving. It really does. Everything predicate on Damian leaving, it, uh, with him leaving. But part of me, I'm keeping Randall right now as an asset until I start seeing open suitors because it's really going to be hard trading. It, it really is. It really is to get back, you know, decent players to fit on this team because I really want to see what Obi could do because a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people misplace who he is. I never said the kid was a star. I said what he can be is a good, good rotational piece for this team that could be very productive due to his his motor. If they, if we get a decent point guard, someone that can run a pick and roll, you got to use Obi in the pick and roll settings. Where I think he, me personally, watching him in college, he's a better decision maker when he's running the pick and roll situation. Now I heard you about Colin Sexton. I would stay far away from him because he's a gunner. He doesn't pass. He doesn't make his team better. That's why Cleveland looking to get rid of his ass. It's not worth it. Trust me, it's not worth it. He could score, cool, but he, it's like he's scoring at the detriment of your team. So it's like a it's 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 something that I don't want. I want you a lucky, point. Guard. You lucky, you lucky. I got you lucky. I want to go home and I got some some cooked food. I like. Uh, food. I don't really like Colin. <laughs> yeah. When teammates start complaining about you, that's a problem yeah. for me. Well, yeah, that love is the leader. I'm not. I'm not huge. I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not about to do that. I'm here. I'm also here on Lonzo. Lonzo commanded 19. My problem with Lonzo is he doesn't get to the line. His motor goes in and out. I I need a point guard. Didn't I just say that, fellas? I need a point guard that that that. Oh God, that that just penetrates. Yeah, the only paint that, that Lonzo sees in his hair. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and he he's looking more for money than actually getting better. Cause yeah, he shot he shot good at three. But when you're a point guard and they took the ball out of your hand for, for Zion to handle it, that means they don't trust you. And that's the coach got fired though. Uh, but listen, Zion with the ball is better than with Lonzo with the ball. I'm sorry, because with, with Zion, he gets to the rim. You, if you're gonna be a point guard and you're not penetrating, or at least get he doesn't get to the line at all, at all. And he doesn't Sorry. finish when it goes to the when he goes And his to the motor bench. go. I tell that hard. I speak about this every time. If you ain't got no motor, you ain't for me. I can't watch you play basketball. I can't. I can't. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna get out of here on this note, right? Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. so the lineup spacing and the lineups that Colin Sexton played in is mm-hmm. an F, right? So that mm-hmm. means that he's playing around no spacing. That's mm-hmm. one. Two, Colin Sexton averaged 6.6 assists once Garland went down with injury. Yeah. Three, Mark, you want Colin Sexton to pass to Dean Wade? Is Colin Sexton on, 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 on a max deal? And was he labeled the leader of that team or was it Kevin Love, the guy who was rolling the ball out of bounds? Well, what do you want him to do? Was Julius Randle, hold on, was Julius Randle a winning player before he got with Tibbs? No. Sometimes you need a coach. So let's stop throwing out these outlandish stuff. Devin Booker was labeled a loser, 
and now he's in the finals. But so hold on, the stop. difference between wait, 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 wait. You cannot compare Devin Booker with those two. Well, no, 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 no. That but you can the, only that is a cerebral offensive player. You can only say in that now because he's in the playoffs. You didn't say no, that no, no, no. Hold on, before he was in the playoffs, he was. I've been calling for Devin Booker for two years over the stream. There's tape on me talking about Devin Booker. That was the guy who I wanted the Knicks to trade for. If if Chris Paul didn't go, it would have been a situation where we could have had a chance of taking him from Phoenix. I was I got, calling for Devin I got a Booker question. for two years. Would you, would you have traded um, KP for for Devin Booker when when the Phil Jackson wanted to do it? Oh, I'm gonna tell you because I, I know I said not to mention at KP. Time, but anyway. At the time, no, because KP was defensively good. I saw an explosive to his offensive game. I like that he was fearless. He wanted to be here. He wanted to be here at that time. He wasn't afraid of the moment. And he was by far, he was by far exceeding his development stage in those in those years because when we got him. It was a four-year project. He came in his first two years. He showed us more than we thought he was ever gonna get. There was a there wasn't a there was a there was a high ceiling potential with him. It was a high it was the defensive side what I liked about KP that drew me that drew me to him because he was our defense. He was our defense. Started with him and that listen that oh. team played with him on the floor. That team played more of a team style that I like because he wasn't a ball hogger. He knew how to move the ball. He wanted to play as a team. He always said in his interviews, always wanted to play as a team. He wanted to play the right way. He wanted to get players in to play the right way. That's his whole MO. That was his whole MO. But due to the lack of the organization at the time, it is what it is. Yeah. But, again, with Devin Booker, I wouldn't even have to trade KP for him. I'd, I'd have waited personally. I'd have waited because I'd have him. <laughs> and I could have got him. And now I could have had two franchise players on my team. But at that time, no, I wouldn't have traded Devin Booker for KP because defensively, he was really, really good. All right, he fellas. Really, really good. It's 1059. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> I'll leave it's like the longest, the longest uh, two minutes in in uh in yeah, internet history. Yeah, I just wanted to get, I, I just wanted to get my piece off. It's my first time on your show. I just caught it. Yeah, just Lord, caught Lord. it. Well, I had, I had to give you your your, your floor, man. You know, with all the respect, I had to give you that floor. All do, you know, I just try to support everybody around around the community. But due to some some of the bad takes that go on there, man, I physically can't go. I physically can't do people's shows, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bad takes going around, man. man. Mark, I appreciate you um joining. Shout out show. to you, stay. You out here working, you ain't here putting time. I see you dedication. Yeah, you know, I, I, I always got to talk next, man. When I when I, when people was talking about trading RJ, I felt very disrespectful. Nah, he, he's, <laughs> some, nah, he's somebody I'm keeping because I like his game. He's a team guy. It's just it's just a certain guys in his in his space and it is what it is at the end of the day so you, know, you can't have two left-hand guys on the same team that goes only left so all i gotta uh, say true but yeah. um yeah i'm out of here um die hard i'm out of here it was good talking to y'all it was mark no doubt next love time you, apollo love you bro i'm so glad to have you back on yeah. live streams apollo you uh, course, you got out the casket like undertaker um <laughs> everybody who's watching that. <laughs> I know where to find all of us, man. Um, Apple Podcast, 
Google Podcast. I always I always um put up audio for any podcast that I do live. So appreciate I appreciate y'all once again. It's eleven p.m. and <laughs> I'm going home to I'm going to the grocery store to get me a couple of chopped cheeses. So I'm a highlight y'all. Oh, <laughs> hi, bro. <laughs> My, right. my wife, my wife, want to want to get back in the room too, man. So I, I gotta I lock it up too. So oh, yeah. to, Yo, appreciate the cameo, bro. Yeah, shout out to Word. Apollo too, man. Apollo does the God of Knicks podcast, you know. Yo, nice yeah. meeting you, Apollo. Yo. First time. No doubt. No, doubt. no doubt. I gotta have yeah. you on the show, Mark. No doubt. No doubt. No, Next no. time I'll catch it. And Purell, y'all damn hands. I'm man, out. Get some stuff and water on them, them joints, man. I'm subscribing right now, uh, <laughs> diehard. I uh I don't know. Have, I, have a good night, y'all. Thank you guys for tuning in the chat and stay stay tuned mm-hmm. in to the Diet Knicks podcast. Got Nick podcast, stay in up Knicks and, and look out for who's Mark. All right. Yes, sir. Peace, oh, y'all. Shout out, chat. Peace.